Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw, and today I have an amazing guest. Today we have Carrie Petruch on the show. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm so grateful. So, you know, we we always have pre-talks and things like that and Carrie and I have this it's it's a beautiful connection all the way down to the fingernails. <laughs> we have the exact color fingernail polish on, including the different color finger, same finger, <laughs> and everything. So I already know this is going to be a fantastic episode. And um, I want everyone to know that you are a master relationship coach. Yes, ma'am. So we're about to talk about the ins and outs and the the goods and not so goods about relationships and how to make them better. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Carrie. Well, without going into the entire life story of where <laughs> I came from. Yeah. Uh, so my early childhood was with a mother who suffers from paranoid schizophrenia. And so my whole early childhood was about seeing, uh, thinking there was something wrong with me because I didn't see the bugs on the walls or the people who weren't there or, or you know, really, um, and, and it was an extreme environment for me. Uh, I just didn't, I didn't know until I went to school that that was wrong. <laughs> so it's been my early childhood feeling wrong. Um, and she really was absolutely very, very mentally ill. Imagine that I was somebody that I wasn't, and it it, it turned into a lot of stuff. I it was there was a lot of abuse there. So uh, later in life, because of all of that and that low self esteem and that low feeling of who I was. Um, by the time I got into high school, if there was a boy who was interested in me at all, I thought, wow, why would he be? Now, mind you, I had hair down to my cap. I, I, I braided glasses on, didn't wear makeup, wore dresses. Um, so I didn't understand why a boy would be interested in me because not only was I ugly, but I wore glasses. And so when there was a boy that was interested in me, and that happened because I was in a school uh, performance in the choir, and my uh, choir director told me that he wanted me to let my hair down. And I, I do have red hair, and I let my hair just down, and it was much thicker when I was younger. And then, of course, a boy noticed me and asked me out on a date. Well, I was only 16 years old and I married that boy, but because of my really low self-esteem, 
I did not understand that I did not have to try and make myself into something I wasn't in order to please him. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that. I didn't, I thought that, uh, that if I didn't become what he thought I should be, that, um, I was going to lose it. Yeah. And that nobody else would ever want me. I really believe that with my heart and soul. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that ended up into dating relationship and a marriage of 27 years. And during that time, um, by the time all things were said and done, I couldn't even tell you who I was, Mm. how bad it had gotten. I was an extension of my husband. Now, I don't like to throw around that narcissist term because, you know, there are some people who are really, really, really narcissistic and, and incapable of loving. And that's a diagnosed narcissist. Right. And, and I'm, I will just say that, that I had a husband that was very concerned with his uh, career and his self-image and that he viewed me as an extension of him. Mm. And, and I, I had no life. You know, um, and when it's funny, because when I finally left, I I saved money over a lot of years. I squirreled away a lot of money so that I could walk out the door. And when I finally left and I started talking to people now, mind you, we had a military life. So my whole world was the military. So not only was I extreme in the codependent side, I was unable to function in the civilian world either. I had become institutionalized. My whole it world is very was- different. It's very, yeah. very different. Mm-hmm. Very different. Yeah. So um, I left, and um, you know, I I was unable to communicate to people about me. I was still talking as if my whole life was my husband, my husband, my husband, my kids, my kids, my kids, but where was Carrie? I went and I got help and I went to therapy and I thought, wow, this is, this is amazing. And I got help and I, I recovered and learned to stand on my own two feet and learned how to have a relationship first by learning how to have a friend and be a friend, um, learning to stay close to my spiritual connections, which, you know, my, mine is uh, God Learn to lean on that spiritual connection, learn to, like I said, be a friend, have a friend. And then, um, then I might be ready for someone in my life. Ah, that's phenomenal. Right. And, and that's what happened. <laughs> so you were able to find that friend that then became your husband. Uh, yeah, I, it's really interesting. Um, I had a really amazing uh, therapist who told me about that. All I have to do is ask for what I want and I'll receive as long as it's meant for me. So I wrote down, you know, what I wanted in a partner in my life. And it wasn't, 
he has X amount of money. He's got blah, blah, blah. You know, that it wasn't about things. It was like, I would like someone who um, tells me the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really simple. I would like someone who um, thinks of me on my birthday. You know, it was just such a little simple list. And uh, so when I started dating my husband, I, I he wanted me to see his home. And I said, well, I'll go see your house, but I'm not staying at your house. So, (laughs) but I had to go to the ladies room, you know, I mean, I didn't have any choice. I had to go. And I went in there and what was absolutely amazing is that God does for me what I can't do for myself. And on his mirror, taped on his mirror was a list of the qualities that he wanted in a woman that he wanted in his life. Because Mm -hmm had poor experiences too yeah. and I had the same list taped on my bathroom mirror about the qualities and the qualities match for the two of them but don't cry wow. it had the same date on it no that is amazing so I still absolutely believe that he was meant for me period we were meant to go through what we went through and he was meant for me and um watching how we grew and stuff i i became impassioned about helping couples who still had the love there and and ray and i went through a lot of stuff to to begin with look i had some baggage and he had some baggage but we made it work and I wanted to help other couples make it work. So I went through school and I went through my internship and I went through all of the volunteer hours that I needed to. And then I started my business uh, five years ago and I've been helping couples to reignite their relationships and, and fall back in love again for five years. Oh, so I, I need to breathe all of that in because I know, right? So, <laughs> no, I think it's beautiful. There's so many yeah. people right now, especially in this season, that are at least that are coming to me, that I'm coaching, and even friends that are coming to me that mm-hmm. they need that reigniting of their relationship. So I think that that's wonderful because. You know, something about when that when that fire starts to go out, you know, what are you going to do? And some people, they don't know you get so caught up in being right or how you were, how you used to be. All of these different things that you don't think about. What is it that we need to do to get that spark back? Right. Right. The first thing. The first thing you can use this in your coaching practice too. I mean, everybody can use it, which is the first thing I do is tell them when was the last time you held hands? Oh, wow. It is the first disconnect of couples that I've noticed in my career. The first disconnect, you stop holding hands. You get busy with the kids or you get busy with this or that or the other thing. You're walking across the parking lot together and you're not holding hands anymore. Mm. Oh, uh-uh. Mm. No, no. Yeah. That is the first physical disconnect. 
And you know what? Those guys, they act all masculine and stuff. They miss it. <laughs> you know you miss my hand. <laughs> they holding your hand. They're not going Usually men aren't going to tell you that, but they do. They right. do. They need to touch. They need just as much as we do. They need to And when we pull away little by little by little, or they pull away little by little by little, it's it's destructive. Yes. And intimacy is completely dependent on physical touch. No matter what. It looks sometimes you can't be together that way. And I understand, but there is no reason that you can't hug each other, kiss each other, hold hands, all of that. That contact is necessary, just like it's it's necessary with your own children. Mm, very good. If, if you don't give a baby physical contact, they'll die. Yes, yes. And yes. just because we get all grown up doesn't mean we don't need physical contact. You know, that's how we need it more. That's the first thing I talk to couples about, which is, you know, hey, mm, you got to touch each other. You know, we and and if you lose that touch and that intimacy, you're going down a a road of of separation. Absolutely. So in your in your work, what do you find is the three top stressors in a in a relationship? Well, you know, out there in the in the media world, they'll tell you money, sex, and children. You know, it's the standard answer: money, sex, and children. But I I have um, a different idea. Okay. And I, really, truly, the problems with money, sex, and children, I think, truly stem from the need to be right. Okay. I mean, it, that's number one: is the need to be right. And need to be right is power and control. Mm. One wants to be in control over the other one. Uh, to be able to say you are right or to be able to agree to disagree, to be able to just walk away for five minutes and say, oh, you know, and take, like I said, sometimes we're still little kids and we need our time out. And so to to take that time out to walk away, <laughs> you know, that that I think is the number one stressor is the need to be right. Mm. And the number two stressor is the blame game. And and that still goes with the need to be right, but people play that blame game. You did this, you did that. I'm sure that you're familiar with the phrase kitchen sinking, you know. That's bringing in everything that, that person has ever done to do wrong. Ten years you, ago, <laughs> that you didn't forgive them for that. That that is whole that your whole most resentment on in the relationship, and and you start getting into blame. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. And you know what? It, 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 it stay focused in exactly the problem right then and there. And if couples can just stay right there. And realize that what happened back there is is about forgiveness. If you're bringing it up, you didn't forgive them. And if you can't forgive them, then you're going to be hurting you more than you're hurting your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's how I was raised. And the other, the third thing, um, it's not it's not a well, it's a problem. It's listening. 
listening, taking time to actually listen. Right. So when I tell people, if, if you are thinking of the next thing you're going to say, then you're not listening. Absolutely. And I have a little story about when I was uh, a, a kid and I, again, thought there was something wrong with me because I thought this, but I was, it was, it was a truism. And that was, we would all get around the circle in church and we would have to say a prayer, one right after the other in the circle. And the whole time we were in the circle, the only thing that I could think of was what I was going to say. So I didn't hear what anybody said before they got to me. So I missed all the prayers. Mm-hmm. I missed the needs of this circle of children. I missed all of that because I was so afraid that I would pray the wrong thing or I would say the wrong thing. You know, so it, it, it's listening is is not an easy thing to do not as a kid not as an adult it's very difficult I and I challenge couples to do that and I teach them a lot of different methods to listen with the heart ah that's really really good I love that you're saying this so number one is the need to be right that Mm -hmm. is that's big um, number two is the blame game. Mm-hmm. I always say people point fingers instead of giving hugs, right? Right. Yeah. And then number three is listening. You're not really present. You're not there. Right. And that makes all the difference in the world. And it's funny because I the example that I was thinking when you were saying that is when I was in school, the teacher used to give us different paragraphs to read. Same Mm -hmm. thing. I wasn't listening. I wasn't learning anything that happened before my paragraph because I was too busy going over it to make sure that I was going to do it correctly. Oh my gosh. So yes, be present in what's happening. Our society teaches us not to listen from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so very good. So good. So what do you think the number one action that, so there's, there's a couple and they're like, yes, this is us. You're not listening. I'm not listening. You're pointing fingers. I'm pointing fingers. What can we do right now to start the healing? Hey, good people. Have you discovered that you have codependent characteristics and you're not really sure what to do with that? Well, I suggest that you go out and grab my workbook. It's called The Codependent Me Workbook. You matter and your story matters. And it really walks you through healing from codependency. Talk about your goals, boundaries, detachments, bunch of journal entries, all the things that you need to get started. You can pick it up today at Amazon. Thanks so much. Bye. Um, Like I said, physical intimacy is extremely important and it i'm i'm not saying that it has to be sexual intimacy i am saying that get back to the holding hands the 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 hugging the the loving touches the the looks you know the the that communication is is a breakthrough and i think that my opinion is that that the other important important thing to do is 
like it, like I said, I know it sounds silly, but realize that that there's a little kid in you that needs a time out sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's a little kid in you that is banging on your high chair and needs to go sit by yourself for five minutes you know, and, and not right. Yes. Because, because, you know, it, 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 that time out brings you to the, Oh, what was I mad? Why, why was I so mad? You know, it, it, that thinking chair when you're five years old doesn't make a bit of difference when you're 55 years old. Yes. You yes. need to step away. Mm-hmm. So, so that you can actually come back together and talk. I love that. I um I had a post on Codependent Me in Facebook yesterday, and it mm-hmm. talked about the angry mask. And because, you know, sometimes and it made me think about like when I was younger, I would be upset. And then, you know, like you said, you kind of forget why you're upset, right? That in, mm-hmm. and then your mate comes home and you have to be angry again. And it's like, it's a mask. You're not really upset. Like you just, you've been fine. You, you're, you're cooking, doing your thing. You're yeah. And then the, he walks through the door and it's like, I'm mad again, but you're not. <laughs> Take your well, angry mask off and communicate. <laughs> I, I agree with you. But some people deal with hurt in different ways. Yes. And my, my husband and, and there are many couples that I have coach that have the angry mask that that covers up the hurt that they're feeling yes yes there's something that happened whether it's their partner or not but there's something that happened and my husband has the angry mask and it and it masks his hurt yes you know um and, and that's okay um now i understand that when we first got married i didn't quite get it yeah um i have a different way and some people withdraw Mm-hmm. and get silent and don't speak and and that's their mess which is you're not you're not in you're not affecting me you know and i i i have to say my personal preference is the angry mess because then it's it's coming out and and i know where i stand and 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 i'm good um the the withdrawal mm-hmm is 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 sometimes unreachable i've had to work very hard on expressing my feelings out loud you know Mm -hmm. because you know years ago it was shut down Mm -hmm. don't say you don't feel you don't think you don't see you know i mean i went through a lot of, of really difficult times you know and i learned not to speak speaking got me hurt mm. learned not to speak yeah so so all these years i have learned to speak so um angry people i no offense but i just start laughing oh just my start, God. i'm just like yep i know what that is i'm not there is no fear anymore you know right. yeah yeah why not laugh out loud at someone don't get right. me wrong but inside, I'm like, I feel such joy because I know you're hurt and I can right. do something about that. You say, I can identify that, right? Yes. I know that that's either I, your frustration can, or your I hurt can, or, you know, that type I can, of thing. 
tolerate, live through, get through, uh, uh, help. You know, this is this is all you know right there, and I can I can see it. You know, oh, yeah. um, but when people withdraw from me, I, I'm I I I have a little bit of a problem with that. So, <laughs> so speaking of the 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 arguing we were talking about this earlier before the show oh yeah that arguing is healthy and mm-hmm. if you are in a relationship where there's no arguing nine times out of ten somebody's not being genuine probably both parties not being genuine but you know right tell us about healthy whether you want to call it healthy conversations, healthy arguing, whatever it is that you want to, you know, name it, but there has to be something that people. Well, yeah, there's, um, there's a lot, uh, a lot of garbage out there in social media that tells you that, that people, you know, a happy marriage means that you don't argue and a happy marriage means that you don't have conflict and, and you both agree on no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You know, um, I I learned a long time ago that that the only way to grow is there has to be pain or struggle. Mm. We human beings um, don't remember and don't grow well unless not only physical pain. Please don't get me wrong, because that's wrong. But I do mean that that conflict teaches us. Mm-hmm. It, it helps us to love each other better. It loves us, It helps us to get closer to each other, more intimate with each other. Um, conflict resolution is you put two human beings who are not raised in exactly the same, well, even if they were raised in the exact same household, you put two human beings together who are independent independently thinking adults together with probably differing beliefs, differing systems, differing families, differing all these things. You put them together and anyone who expects them to have a real growing relationship without conflict is insane. It is. (laughs) You know, I did know a couple that were like that. They seemed like. They were the, yeah, they lived a few doors down from us and they seemed like the perfect couple years ago. And the wife was the perfect wife and they had the perfect looking three girls and she had the perfect house and this was the perfect husband and, um, you know, could could be a trigger for some of you, but uh, she ended up dead. Wow. What nobody is that perfect husband was beating the hell out of her mm. and she was covering it up with makeup and perfection you know I don't believe in perfect yeah there's no you know we have to grow and struggle We're individuals that's normal mm-hmm. that's normal you know Absolutely. um what I will tell couples is so important is that you not knock each other down right get a girlfriend, get a guy friend, you know, do what you got to do. Go gripe to somebody else. Um, Have that conversation with somebody else before you talk to your spouse, because every time 
that you knock down the person who's the most important person in your life, you are putting a notch in your uh, of 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 hurt in your relationship. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going. Yeah. You know, you know, remember you can be mad at, at your partner. You can say, I don't like you right now. <laughs> I don't like what you did. I, I love like you, you, but I don't did. like you. <laughs> I don't like it right now, you know. Um yeah. but but this, you know, tearing people tearing your, your spouses down with criticism is is not just destructive to your relationship, but it will tear the person you love down. Words also. are powerful. Words are very powerful. And sometimes we don't we don't realize that, you know, even if they don't respond at that moment, it's in the back of their heads and they will always sit back and remember that. They will remember it and that is hurt for sure. That's that's definitely gonna be <laughs> it, you can't you can't do that. And on your end, if you sit back and you allow certain things to be said, then it continues to get worse. Then the next thing you know you're saying even more mean things. And then it becomes very toxic. So you have to be very careful with your words because that's a very slippery slope for sure. It really is. It is. Words are, you know, I was a little girl and say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I have this real thing that says that's a big fat lie. That's right. That's a big Big fat lie. Words are so powerful. Uh, you know, somebody can look at me one way and I'll forget tomorrow that they looked at me one way. Um, but boy, you say something that, that is is uh, rude, disrespectful to me, I'm not going to forget tomorrow. It'll take you some time, but that stuff stays. Yeah, absolutely. And so speaking of the sticks and stones, <laughs> so <laughs> if you could tell us how does childhood beliefs shape your relationship? Well, childhood belief shapes everyone's relationship. It does. Yes. And you go back and those formative years are not the only thing, though. And a lot of people are like, oh, all your beliefs are formed by five. No, they're not. And, and they're just not. You know, the what all of your beliefs are formed as you go along. So yes, your parents have a major influence until you're five years old, but there there are beliefs that you adopt in school, in church, in communities. There are beliefs that 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 you adopt from your friends and and beliefs that that people um you see stuff on social media today. You see stuff on social media. It used to be read in the newspaper. I mean, it's always been around, you know. Your belief system is is extraordinarily important in, in your relationship. And that is something that absolutely needs to be discussed. If you have if you are not married yet and you haven't discussed your belief system, whether it's spiritual whether it's um, financial, whether it's children, all of those things about what you believe, are, it's so important. If you're already married, you still need to have that discussion because 
if one of you has grown up one way and the other one has grown up another way and then you both have an expectation of each other that you are going to do the same thing it's a false expectation and it can it's a it's a key problem for conflict in relationship yeah that's really really good and so true um and it's it's you, you get so into the butterflies and all of it <laughs> just kind of goes out the window when you really have to sit back and have big conversations because you don't yeah. want to wait until you see a thing <laughs> because at that point you've probably fallen and you know it's yeah it's just so true so so well true. there's so many young people who think that you only have those conversations about beliefs when you're talking about marriage mm -hmm. and even at that when when a couple's talking about marriage they're they they think it's you know how do you feel about kids how do you feel about money how do you, <laughs> and that's about it you know they're like okay you know we agree on money and sometimes they talk about religious beliefs mm -hmm. um but these days don't so much and they don't discover that it's a problem to laugh if they get married um, but all of these things everything all of that needs to be really really talked about um before you engage in a long-term relationship whether it's marriage living together whatever that looks like for you but a long-term relationship all of those things need to be discussed that's awesome so tell us a little bit about your program what do you offer there may be people on here they're like you know what Carrie knows what she's talking about. It's time to get with her. <laughs> what do you offer? <laughs> well, I, I, I do have a uh, do-it-yourself program uh, on my website uh, that you can purchase. I have a, a book, uh, How to Get Out of the Box and Into Play, which you can also uh, purchase on the website. Um, and I have individual, uh, well, couple clients mm -hmm. and that's available through scheduling a phone conversation with me um, i have to realize that i'm for you and you're for me that's right that's important yes the yes. questions between the the three of you as well is very important right yeah, it, yeah is it, awesome. it, is, it is really because i am not the right person for everyone Absolutely. and everyone is not the right person for me it's mm -hmm. so important we're a match so um, yeah so you, uh, if you go to my website which is highestintentcoach.com you can find my book there my course there you can schedule an appointment with me mm -hmm. um and another thing that uh, you know don't want to give you too many things just go to the website you know there's there's a lot to read a lot to do there's all kinds of stuff on there a newsletter you know okay a crazy amount of information there, um, but really highestintentcoach.com. Highestintentcoach.com. And mm -hmm. let's be clear, whether we or we know people who need assistance, you know, and it doesn't mm -hmm. even, let's, let's be clear, your relationship doesn't have to be bad. You don't have to be mm -hmm. on the brink of breakup or divorce. You can just see, wow, 
I think our relationship could be even more awesome. I want to take it to the next level. Let's learn how to communicate. Let's learn the things that we can do to make things better, whether it's physically, emotionally, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's just things that can be better. So yeah. call Carrie, get on that website, see what she's talking yeah. about. Because it's my really phone number is there, everything, my email, you can get uh, a hold of me anytime. Um, well, okay, not anytime, most times. You can reach out. Now she may reach back and in the morning. For, yeah, and for you, for you, yeah, I love this. For you younger people, I need you to leave me a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> it's really important that you do that. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, it, today we just get so many spammy texts all the time. It, it's it's crazy. I get so many of them, you know. Um, so if you leave me a voicemail, I will get back to you. You will know that it's a real person, not a bot. Yes. Or this I need AI to know thing it's happening. a real person. Right. And, right. and there are a lot of us coaches that are going down that road. If you you leave me a real voice voicemail, Absolutely. then I will. Yeah. Because, you know. <laughs> It's it's happening. I get a hundred texts a day from fake people. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, I have to and, and phone calls, spammy phone calls all the time. Yeah, we all yes, because my number's up. So so yeah. voice me. Excellent. Perfect, perfect. Right. So <laughs> if we can if you could say one thing to a couple out there that's struggling. Mm -hmm. Other than holding hands. Mm -hmm. I, do. I have that one thing. Listen. Please write this down. Okay. Don't ever forget this. Three sentences. Does it need to be said? Does it need to be said by me? Does it need to be said by me right now? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Yep. Because we get so emotional. Mm -hmm. All of that, it brings down that emotion. That emotion. Does it mm -hmm. need to be said? Because I'm I want to say it, but does it need to yeah. be said? Does it need to be said? Does it be, need to be said by me? Does, I am mean. I the right person to say this? Right. And even if I am, is now the right time. Now the right time. Yeah, that is really good. You can self calm and bring yourself down and think those three sentences. Yes. Chances that you will not open your mouth. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. It it gives you. It worked for me. It works right. for all my other clients. So. <laughs> They're like, ah. So yeah, there you go. There's my gym that I that I pass down to everybody. That's really really good. Well, Carrie, this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, you wonderful lady. You're just oh, fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, as we match with our fingernails. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good people. I want to let you know that you can choose any podcast, but you chose this one, and I'm appreciative. So I want to thank you for being here. And until next time, 
check on your relationships, do all the things that you need to do, and remember that you matter and your story matters. Have a wonderful day. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time, so thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.